Welcome to The Boss Experience, the podcast that gives you actionable tips and strategies to start your business. And I'm your host, Michelle Davis. Let's get started. In this episode, I want to discuss branding. Basically, what does it mean to develop a brand for your business? I want to start by focusing on kind of the visual elements, because I think people kind of get starting out in business, really get stuck with the visual elements. And I'll cover brand identity in a future episode. So let's talk about the elements of a visual brand identity. And one thing I just want to say is one of the big things I think I would have done different if I was starting my business today, knowing what I know now is when I started my first company, Marketing Gym Solutions, I would have focused more on developing Michelle Davis as the face of that company as opposed to pushing the company. And what I mean by that is I think when you are starting your business, you think that, you know, oh, if I'm starting an agency. And if you don't know anything about me or you're tuning in for the first time, Marketing Gym Solutions was how I started out. It was a social media marketing and management, branding and website development agency is what I started, how I started off initially. And now I've since evolved my business into coaching. And when I started Marketing Gym Solutions, my focus was just you know, this logo, that was the image that I had across the board everywhere. Marketing Gym Solutions kind of showed up. And I, if I was doing things today, if I was starting my business today, I would have put myself as the, the face of my company. And I did not do that initially. So on, or on the one hand, I feel like it was a mistake. And then on the other hand, I'm, you know, I see it as a learning ex- experience. And so one of the things I just want to want to encourage you to do is make sure as you're starting your business and as you're building your business out, just to make sure that you always put yourself out there as the face of the company. And I think part of the reason I didn't do it, I chose to kind of hide behind, you know, the logo and hide behind this marketing agency and not really Sure, I I may have said a few blurbs about who I was and say I was the founder of Marketing Gym Solutions, but I think there was a big fear within me as well to put myself out there as this new business. I think I was terrified of failing and, and I didn't know how people would receive me as this older person that was launching this marketing agency. So there was a, quite a few things going on there, but it was rooted in my decision was really rooted in in fear. And so what I want to encourage you to do is to not root your decisions in fear. I want you to be fearless. I want you to start your business fearless. And I want you to build your brand and build out your business fearlessly. So with that being said, let's get into what it means to have a visual brand and those elements that are included in that. So what exactly is is a visual brand identity? Your visual brand identity includes your name and domain name, social media usernames, logo, color palette, website, font, 
And these visual elements of your brand help potential clients and followers recognize your content online when they see it on social media and other places that you show up online. So the first thing you want to do is establish a name. So in some cases, if you don't have a business name already, you want to establish one if you're just starting out. And if you have a business name and you're working on creating your personal brand, you want to focus on developing your personal brand and establishing your name as your brand. And your brand name is who you are. So if you're an author, speaker, coach, consultant, yes, you you may have a company that you've established. You need to be the face of your company because you you don't want someone else being the ambassador for your brand and then they leave and no one knows who you are. So you know, you definitely want to work on being the face of your company. And definitely if you're a speaker, a coach, or a consultant, or an author, you definitely want to be the face of your of your company. And when you create a brand, it enables you to have an identity that's separate from your company. Because as a business owner, you're looking to grow and scale your business. And so having, you have to have a mogul mindset. And having a mogul mindset is the understanding that you are a brand with an opportunity to create, partner, and launch unlimited business ventures over your lifetime. So if you're focused on connecting yourself to just your business and no one knows you as a brand, it's going to be hard to for people to kind of see you, connect with you. And people connect more with people they can see because when they can see you, they can build trust with you. People can't do that necessarily with a company. They can, they they do, but not, you know, when we're like the small business owners, our small service-based businesses, we need to make sure that we are at the forefront of our business and that we're creating brand for ourselves and creating the opportunity for people to approach us, to partner, for us to think of ourselves beyond the business that we have now. Because a couple of years from now, you may decide to sell your business. You may decide to open another business. You may decide to launch another venture. So create your brand now so that you have the platform to launch your future opportunities. Because when you don't, and you're only associating yourself with your business, you're kind of boxing yourself in. And the mogul mindset is operating like there is no box. So if you don't have a business name already, you want to establish a business name. So brainstorm names before you decide on one name. And make sure the name you select is easy to pronounce and remember. And check search engines in the U.S. trademark website to make sure the name you choose is not in use by another business. The last thing you want is to work hard to build a brand and get a cease and desist letter that you can no longer use the name. And once you identify your brand name, make sure you can secure the name as a domain name and on social media. That's why it's so important to cohesively create your brand and to really plan out the different elements of your brand. The next thing you want to do is to claim a domain name. So you want to make sure the name that you use, the domain name that you use is the same as your brand name. And you can search domain availability and purchase a domain name at thedigitaldiva.com. And and on that platform, we sell WordPress sites, we sell website builders, 
And so, uh, and we sell domain names. So in addition to being able to search if a domain is available, we also give you some alternative names you can use if your domain isn't available. So it's important to plan everything out so that before you finalize anything and purchase a domain name, it's clear that your name is available in the same spelling as your domain name and the other elements of your brand as well. And then take that domain name and create a professional email address. There's nothing that it gives someone kind of the feeling of mistrust and feeling like the business you're about to do business with is not an established business. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, I know that a lot of businesses kind of sprout up, you know, they're here today, gone tomorrow. And people want to know that you're here to stay and that you're established. So take the time to create this professional email address with using your domain name so that people see the name of your business and they see that you've taken the time to create a professional image. Just like you can purchase a domain name at the digitaldiva.com, you can also purchase an email as well. The next thing you want to do is secure your social media username. So you want to look at, you know, what name have you chosen? As you're looking to purchase, you know, secure your domain name and grab your social media username, that you can make sure that you're getting these names in the same spelling. And with social media, you have to make sure it's the same casing, there's no extra underscores, and that your social media username is exactly the way your name appears. Because when you create different variations of your name and of your social media username, and it's not identical to your brand name, it's going to be hard for people to find you. The next thing you want to do is design your logo for your brand. And this is where kind of a lot of people get hung up on trying to create the perfect logo. And they don't really end up getting started or they're, you know, they hem and haw over the perfect design. And I just want to let you know that, you know, think about your logo. Yes, but don't let it be the barrier for you getting started. Logos are intended to be a visual identifier for your personal brand as well as your business brand. So just Keep in mind, you want to think thoughtfully about a logo that represents who you are as a business owner. You don't want to get caught up on one type of logo for your brand. You want to think about what best represents your brand. And so you just want to think which brand, which logo best represents your brand or which type of logo best represents your brand. So be sure your logo image is high resolution, clear, professional, proportionately sized, you know, it's going to be eye-catching. So how do you get a logo design? Well, you can do it yourself or you can hire a graphic designer. And when you do it yourself, you can use a site like Canva or one of the logo creators that you can find on online. So the problem with a DIY type logo is that you typically are going to have to pay for it to be high resolution. And sure, you know, some of these sites are free. You know, with a few bucks, you can hire a graphic designer to create your logo for you through Upwork.com or Fiverr.com. And, you know, that way you have something that's high res resolution, it's clear, it's proportioned to where you're going to display it. So, and at the same time that you have your logo designed, you want to have a favicon designed as well. And the favicon is what you use to display on your website URL. So speaking of websites, you want to build trust with your website. And how exactly do you build trust? So think about it. Potential and existing clients go to your website to find you, learn more about your brand, build trust with you, with you, and most importantly, to purchase from you. 
a lot of people that you see online, they say, well, you can get started, you know, with how to website. And that is true until you got to sell something. So you have to think it through. Like, where are people going to purchase from if you don't have a website? Where are people going to know what you offer if you don't have a website? And can you use other ways to do this, like PayPal and, you know, invoice people? Yeah, you can, but you can simply build a website and, and cover all the different bases for people to find you, build trust with you, learn more about who you are, and of, and of course, purchase from you. And whether you create a one-page or three-page or a five-page website, you want to include the, the following sections. You want to let people know who you are. So you want to have an about us section, tell the story of your brand. And you want to have a services section so that people know what you offer. And if you're services are only unique to a particular region, you want to let people know that as well. And you want to have a contact us section so people can feel comfortable knowing that you're a business that's here to stay and that there's a way for them to reach out to you in case they have questions or if they have a problem. You also want to have call to action buttons throughout your website. And this allows you to guide website visitors to take action on your website in general. And those call to action buttons can be buy now, learn more. So just think through how you want that website created so you can strategically direct people to your products and services. Have an SSL certificate because this way people know that when they buy from you, they can and they browse with you, they can do it securely and have a privacy policy. And the truth is with privacy policies, they legally require for anyone that is collecting information from website visitors. So it, even collecting IP address is information that's linked to an individual. So that is why privacy policies are required. And you want to have a terms of use policy. So while a terms of use policy is not a, a requirement, it is strongly recommended. Between the privacy policy and the terms of use policy, those, those policies are designed to let people know how their information is going to be used. The fact that you, you market to them using cookies through your website, the fact that you, you may use Facebook pixels and that you're, you may use this information or personal information to retarget them. And, the, and letting people know that you don't share information with third parties, or maybe you do share information with third parties, but it's important to avoid risking your business to any litigation because, you know, not having these things. So now let's talk about what it means to create a brand color palette. So one of the big things I see is a lot of, like, there's no consistent colors. With a lot of entrepreneurs, they just kind of create and they post things that and you're not clear visually on what they represent. And, and you know, when you are using colors, there's psychological implications of colors, right? So what color you use, you know, represents something. When you're using 20 different colors to represent your brand, that means you're creating 20 different implications of, you know, feeling and emotions. With so it gets very confusing, not to mention it really doesn't look good. So you want your brand colors to be consistent and you can use resources like Googlers, Color Lovers and the a color option for that you can find through Adobe. And when you create your colors, you want to make sure that you have your hex code, which is in six alphanumeric characters. You want your RGB saturation, which is your red, blue, green saturation and your CMYK 
um, which is your cyan, magenta, yellow, and black saturation. So that creating images for use online or you're creating marketing materials offline, you have the exact coding to give to the designer so that they can create the exact colors for your images because it's not professional to have different variations of your colors either. And so one thing I do want to mention, just when you're thinking about your colors, you want to come up with, you know, you can come up with three, maybe four colors that you use consistently across your website, across your social media templates and so forth. So now let's talk about selecting fonts. So find unique fonts using sites like Google, WordSwag, FontSpace, Etsy, and Creative Market. And you want to create Maybe select two, maybe three fonts that you use consistently on your website in the design of your logo. And in this seems so simple, but people are distracted and thrown off by the simplest of things. And so when you're consistent in your fonts and you're consistent in how you represent yourself, people can connect and, and remember you. So fonts don't seem like it's important, but it does matter because you don't want to throw people off. You know, you want to have a cohesive brand and, and make sure you're consistent in your marketing materials, your website, your logo, everything, and everything that represents your brand. Thank you for listening to the Boss Experience Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and watch my next episode. Take care and be well.